0: The Chicago White Sox have finally won a game. The losing streak stops at 8, and now it's time to get some momentum going. Dylan Cease was outstanding aside from one inning, and Andrew Vaughn flexed his power at the right time. The Sox did not commit an error in the game and now have a chance to take the series with Michael Kopech on the mound. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. This episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off, $500. Use code On at checkout. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore G-G-T-B. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, Lockdown White Sox as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Going to talk uh, Michael Kopech uh, going against Brad Keller. Yes, that Brad Keller. Uh, It was another stellar outing from Dylan Cease. But first, the White Sox score seven runs uh, powered by Andrew Vaughn and stop the losing streak at eight. Sox beat the Royals seven to three. The Sox are now seven and ten on the year. Uh, so going into Wednesday, it was a uh, day game because of the weather. They moved it from the evening uh, to the afternoon, a chilly, windy day on the south side, uh, taking a look at the lineups when they came out uh, Wednesday morning and trying to compare them a little bit to Tuesday. Uh, I'm looking for a little bit of consistency. I don't know about you. And uh, at the top of the order, uh, Tony Larusa had Anderson and Vaughn in the one and two spots. Uh, which is where they were on Tuesday. Uh, Berger was in the sixth spot on Wednesday, like he was on Tuesday, and Engel and Mendick in the eighth and ninth spots, similar uh, to Tuesday. There was no Luis Robert. Uh, thought he was going to be playing. Uh, didn't know if it was maybe a weather issue holding him out, once again, because of the cold temps. Uh, La Russa said that uh, Robert's not going to go until he can do everything without discomfort. And apparently he's still feeling a little discomfort uh, when moving side to side. Uh, very interesting. At least I found this kind of interesting. No Larry Garcia in the lineup for back to back days, not in the starting lineup, at least wondering if someone, maybe Rick Hahn talked to Tony Larusa and uh, said, you know, you had your fun in Cleveland. I don't know if you were trying to prove something, uh, but please stop uh, hitting Lurie Garcia in the three spot or in the two spot. You know what? Just maybe give Lurie Garcia some time off. Maybe think about hitting Andrew Vaughn a little higher up in that in that order. I see he seems to be one of the higher hitting uh, Sacks players. Uh, we're going to talk offense first before we get into cease. And uh, the Royals had tied it up. Uh, at three of course it was three nothing for a while uh thanks to ceases pitching and then the royals chipped away got it to three to three uh then Sox went to work in the bottom of the seventh uh with two outs mendick danny mendick gets on base with a hit to left field Uh, and then anderson gets a base hit to right field Uh, So kind of no big deal, right? Okay, we got a base hit. Uh, Anderson gets Mendick to third, first and third, two outs. Royals make a pitching change. And Andrew Vaughn blasts a three-run home run to left field uh, to make it 6-3 at the time. Uh, Sox tacked on another. Graveman gave you two innings of lights-out relief. And that's where it was, a 7-3 White Sox winner. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, two for four on the day with four RBIs. Uh, Vaughn on the year, his slash line, 298, 365, 617, four home runs, 12 RBIs. Uh, Those uh, home run and RBI numbers, are uh, that's leading the team. We've talked, uh, Andrew Vaughn, on this podcast uh, quite a bit. I'm sure you have had these conversations with other Sox fans in your life. Uh, Andrew Vaughn uh, has got to be playing regularly. And I just happen to think, you know, what happened? What would happen if Jimenez did not get hurt? Uh, would Andrew Vaughn even be playing in, in yesterday's game? Uh, you you know, you got a righty on the mound and Zach Granke. TLR uh, has been known to sit Vaughn because he apparently can't hit righties. And it just seems like, you know, we're going through the same things we did last year, which is bizarre, too. Uh, if Jimenez did not get hurt last year with a pictorial injury, does did Vaughn would Vaughn get all the playing time that he did? Um, and yeah, he got burnt out towards the end of the year. He was you know, he was asked to do a ton, um, but he was drafted for his bat. Uh, and he's a natural first baseman. He was playing some outfield, might even play a little bit of infield, DH, and doing anything we needed. Um, put the work in in the offseason. Uh, I've read the articles. We've talked about it. Uh, he has studied what pitchers were doing against him, and you know he's a he's a cerebral guy. Um, so here you've got this Jimenez injury, and Vaughn's getting now regular playing time. I don't know if that was the plan. I, I don't know if that was TLR's idea. I don't think it was. I, I think when there was a righty on the hill, Vaughn was not going to get regular at bats. I, I don't get that. I, it doesn't make sense to me. How is he going to learn to hit a righty if he can't if he can't hit against a righty? Uh, he's not going to be able to do it from the bench, that's for sure. So you know, Vaughn's out in left field, and you know he's not going to win a Gold Glove out there, and that's okay. I uh, hopefully. The plan is for him to be at first base eventually. And I don't know if that's going to come sooner rather than later. If somebody's going to say to, I don't know who it's going to be, to Abreu, hey, look, man, you're going to have to start DHing. We need Vaughn in the lineup. He's our first baseman. I have a feeling once Jimenez comes back, they're still going to put him out in left field. But we need Andrew Vaughn's bat on a regular basis, whether it's against lefties or righties. Uh, Can't have him getting hurt out there. Um, and you know, he, he looked, he's looked a little confused and, and I don't blame him. You know, he had a situation in Wednesday's afternoon game where he dove for a low liner that was hit out, um, you know, to his position. Cease was still in the game and he, he just didn't make the play on it. He probably didn't break. He didn't see the ball. He didn't, he didn't have a good break on it. And, and that's, you know, that's going to happen when you've got a guy that's a natural first baseman playing the outfield. It's his bat that we need and he is proving it. Berger uh, added some offense as well. He was three for four on the day uh, with a home run. Uh, Sox offense had seven runs, nine hits. Uh, Going back to Andrew Vaughn, I've been just trying to think about a nickname for this guy, trying to channel my inner Hawk Harrelson. And I know he's from California, um, but he just, Vaughn just has got this quietness about him. He just, he just, he seems country strong. So what about just the nickname Country, Andrew Country Vaughn? It's I'm workshopping it. It's just the first idea. Don't fall in love with your first idea, I know. Uh, but Country, uh, he is a strong dude, and uh, it was good to see his power in that Wednesday game. Uh, I'm going to tell you why Dylan Cease is a big deal. Uh, more on that in a moment. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality diamond uh, earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast? In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more. On BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And locked on sports listeners get $50 off, $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every team needs a stopper. Uh, it's that starting pitcher that can end a losing streak for a ball club. And boy, were the White Sox on a losing streak. Eight straight games, seven of those games against the AL Central. I think about, uh, back through my uh, fandom as a, as a Sox fan and, and go through some of these uh, players that I've seen come through. Guys like Jack McDowell, Saratka Parquet back in the 2000s. In the uh Louisa, Esteban Loaiza, he was a stopper for, for one year. Uh, Mark Burley, boy, you know you could count on Mark Burley to end a losing streak. Um, John Garland, Freddie Garcia, John Danks had his moments. Chris Sale, of course, and uh, G Alito as of late. Uh, and it was Dylan Cease's turn Wednesday afternoon to be that uh, that stopper. Steve Stone talks about it quite often on the telecasts and, uh, and, you know, Dylan sees was dealing on Wednesday. He had a no hitter going um, into the sixth inning and up until that point, you know, he just looked like he had so much command. uh, He was able to put that, that 12 to six breaking ball, wherever he wanted it, getting ahead in the count, looking in control, and in the sixth inning, that's where we'll pick it up here. Things kind of got off um, on a bad foot. But, you know, it tends to happen that way when a pitcher gives up a no-hitter. And Cease gave up a hit to um, Olivares. It was just a tapper to Berger, who couldn't make the play in the sixth. Uh, Cease was at 68 pitches at that point. And it was really interesting to watch him respond. Um, So much focus, you know, it's such a mental game. And and he knew what he, where he was at after five innings, um, really easy going through the Royals. And here comes this sixth inning, get puts the first guy on and, and now what happens? And so he strikes out Taylor to get, to get a first out, um, McGuire lets one get past him. Then there's a walk to Lopez uh, Maryfield has an RBI single to shallow right field. none of these baseballs are being hit terribly hard by the Royals um another run added by a Benatendi looper that Vaughn could not catch talked about that in the in the Vaughn piece. Uh, I think just he just had a bad break on it uh so kind of death by a thousand paper cuts, which is what been when happening to the white sox uh during this losing streak and just it's just fascinating to me um you know how a pitcher can be so dialed in and so dominant and gives up that that hit and things seem to crumble a little bit you know he's spiking that curveball in the dirt it's getting past McGuire. his his pitchers are sailing on him it just doesn't look like he's got that same command and presence um got a big strikeout uh, Salvi Perez with men on first and second. He was at 90 pitches at that point. Um, the score is three to two. Uh, there are two outs uh, and then bounced another breaking ball past McGuire. Runners advance. Sox decided to intentionally uh, walk Santana. So now the bases are loaded uh, and here's Dozier up and Cease got a couple quick strikes, which was great to see, but then the count goes full. So you got a full count, uh, bases loaded, Cease is at 98 pitches, which is the most any White Sox starter has thrown this entire season. And then a big strikeout to Dozier. Uh, wow. Um, you know, he had the breaking ball working. He went with the fastball and it, it's such a mental game. And and speaking of that, You know, he he was not happy with that sixth inning. Um, His body language, and he's, I'm sure, has gone on record of talking about not satisfied with how that sixth inning went. But that last pitch, that strikeout to Dozier, that fastball that got out of that jam, he gets to take that back with him and kind of build on that, that memory into his next start. It's it's a classic ending on a positive note. You know. It could be a demeanor thing. It could be, uh, you know, it's growing pains for for a guy like Cease. Uh, He'll get there. I mean, his stuff was great on Wednesday. Um, You know, he got into a jam, but then he got out of the jam. And it was the first quality start of the year uh, for White Sox pitching, which is crazy. Um, Cease's final line, um, six innings, three uh, hits two earned runs, three walks, nine strikeouts, and uh, Cease has got his ERA down to 3.27. Uh, Ruiz, Sousa, uh, Graveman uh, came in to clean things up. Graveman uh, gave up nothing in two innings. Uh, Hendricks uh, still still dealing with this back issue. Uh, they had some sort of spasm tweaked it in Minnesota. Um, and uh, Graveman had to go two innings but just just a wonderful outing uh by Dylan Cease i i you know it would have been nice if you know he would have been able to maybe keep it at 3-1 or maybe give up a couple hits in the sixth and keep it at 3-0 um you know it's tough to see that collapse after a hit is given up it, it's happened before uh, with other pitchers it seems like just You know, all the focus is just gone after uh, that one. And it wasn't even like a hard hit ball. It was just a dribbler uh, kind of to third that that Berger just you couldn't make a play on it. By the time he gloved it, he just had to stick it in his back pocket. Um, You could just tell Cease's pitches weren't sharp after that. And, um, you know, McGuire let one past and but huge strikeout to Dozier. I think that's what you build on. That's the momentum. Um, as you left that field and, and to build on for your next start. Um, Michael Kopek looks to make it back-to-back quality starts for White Sox pitching. I'm going to tell you why the White Sox will make it two in a row against the Royals. am going to do that in just a moment. Hey, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So you can go to betonline.net and you could take a look at you know some of the over under, uh, some of the stuff that they have uh, for Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito. Uh, for wins, the over under is eleven point five for Dylan Cease uh, in the twenty twenty two regular season. Uh, for Giolito is going to be coming up in just a few days. Uh, pitching, the uh, over under is twelve point five wins. For so head over to betonline.net. Uh, Michael Kopek is going against right-hand pitcher Brad Keller. Yes, that Brad Keller, uh, the gentleman that had a problem with Tim Anderson flipping his bat after a big home run uh, back in 2019. Uh, Brad Keller is uh, going against our socks. Should be an interesting situation because when that uh, bat flip happened, that was also a day game fairly early in the season. Boy, I hope Tim Anderson is in the lineup, and boy, uh, do I hope that he gets a hold of one against Keller. Uh, Keller is 5-5 and with an ERA of 3.48 and 65 strikeouts and 16 appearances against uh, the White Sox. Uh, This year, this season, Brad Keller 0-2 with an ERA of 2.55. Uh, 14 strikeouts in three appearances this season, 11 hits in 17 innings of work. Uh, So we've got video on Keller. We've seen uh, this guy for several years, and uh, you know we've got a pretty good guy on the hill for us. Michael Kopech uh, heading out there with his ERA of .64, 15 strikeouts. And three appearances this season. That's 14 innings he's pitched. He's only given up six hits. And uh, reading some stuff on our kind of our pitching situation. This is from Vinny Duber from CHGO. Sounds like the Sox tweaked some things. And uh, now Lucas Giolito and Vince Velasquez are going to be beginning the four game set with the Angels on Friday and Saturday. So Giolito is going to be going. On Friday. Uh, and I don't know if they're gonna, you know, be able to keep that that string of Cease kopek Giolito, but I like that. I like that one, two, three punch uh, a lot. And you know, the Angels are a tough team. I know a lot of people are gonna be, you know, attending. You got Shohei Atani, you got Mike Trout. Um, it uh it would be nice to go in with some momentum. And what Michael Kopeck has been doing so far this year is again, what we all hoped as fans, we would see from Kopech, you know, when he came over to this ball club in that big trade in the fall of 2016. And it's been a journey for Kopech. And that and that's, you know, that's really not kind of giving it its, its due. And he was electric last year out of the pen, had some lively, lively stuff can throw a lot of pitches at times. Um, and he, the plan was always to be a starter. And what we've seen so far, if we can if, if this could be something he builds on, and this is you know, this is the regular the Kopec that we're gonna have moving forward, boy, we, we are we are in for a real uh, treat. And to line things up, Cease Copec Giolito, uh, I'm really excited for that, and uh, you should be too as Sox fans. Uh really appreciate. You're making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Lockdown On Sox. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore TV. Thanks for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB, with Paul Francis Sullivan just call him Sully, it brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll break down game three of the Sox Royals series and preview the kickoff of the Sox Angels series uh, starring Lucas Giolito. Really appreciate uh, you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.